Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I am your host, Katie, and I'm here today with Lacey and Sean. Um, Can you guys go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us what you do and what your business is. All right. Well, I am uh, Dr. Lacey Book. And first and foremost, I am a chiropractor evolved into a business consultant for service professionals, helping them essentially fall in love with the idea of being an entrepreneur, getting their message out there and reaching more people. And I'm Dr. Sean Dill, um, along with my wife, Lacey, also a chiropractor by profession. But as she said, we have Um, sort of evolved our business into helping small business service providers be able to, this time, weather sort of the storm, make sure that they get through all of the things that are going on. You know, our mantra is helping our service providers to reach more people, make a bigger impact and create the lifestyle that they deserve. Wow. So um, obviously you guys started as chiropractors. So what's the reason that you really got into wanting to, wanting for people to fall in love with entrepreneurship? Well, you know, I think that there was a sort of a realization point. Um, we had been blessed to meet a lot of people, and we had uh, a couple of years ago met Tucker Max, and we had begun to talk about writing a book. Mm-hmm. And when you think about writing a book that will have a big impact and a wide reach, we realized that we didn't want it to be just this book about just chiropractic. And so uh, we began to think of other areas of expertise, other areas where we have been able to excel. Um, we own a franchise of chiropractic offices. And so oftentimes people always wondered like how we were able to take uh, a single office and scale it to multiple offices and eventually ascend to a franchise level. And then we realized something I think is very important. And that is that in, in most cases, the world's greatest service providers, you know, whether it's a doctor, an artist, a musician, a hairstylist, any service, the majority of the world's greatest service providers live in relative obscurity, mostly because they are not willing to fully embrace the idea of being an entrepreneur. And so we began to move into that idea because we want to see the world be serviced and helped by the world's best when it comes to receiving services. And in order to do that, our service providers are just frankly going to have to embrace the idea of marketing themselves and also selling themselves. Yeah, I would actually add to that most service providers because they love to lead with their heart so much, oftentimes stepping into the business component um, to get their message out there is a little bit difficult for them. And frankly, none of them are taught a lot of business in school. So they come out knowing their craft and knowing their skill set and don't know the first thing about marketing or selling or how to control the mindset around being a small business owner. And so we had went through all of those trials ourselves and helped a lot of people. And we knew that we could bring this message to more individuals that were in need. Right. And I think that's really amazing. Like seeing that people really do have these skills and teaching them not only to use those skills, but then to take them and like make them bigger and better. 
um, in that, you know, every entrepreneur kind of has a moment, right? You guys still had to go through the trials and tribulations of learning how to do that yourselves. Um, so every entrepreneur kind of has that moment of where, wow, we really worked hard for this. You know, we've really grown this. It's really scaled. Like, you know, was there ever a moment that you were just like, wow, this has really come to fruition? Oh, you know, I, I think for me, it was, I've always struggled with a, uh, kind of a lack mentality and stepping into that abundant mindset when it came to money. And it didn't matter how much was in my bank account. And I know a lot of people out there can relate to, especially when you're running your own business, you know, not being able to think abundantly. And so I think for me, the moment I was like, wow, I really feel stable and see all of these things have come together was buying our first house. That was just a big feat for me. And I come from an old school mindset and an old school kind of mentality and family. And that was something that was always like, when you do that, you've made it, right? Even though that's not necessarily true. But for me, when I felt that, I was like, we made it. <laughs> that was it for me. <laughs> and, you know, Katie, I, I'll also add in I, something that we deal with a lot. I talk about this concept of the new zero. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's this idea, and I distinctly remember when we were starting in business, we maybe had like $2,000 in our checking account. And that's all we had was a checking account. And, you know, if you had $2,000, you were doing okay. And it was kind of like this thing, like if you fell under a certain amount, in that case, 2000 like you start to feel kind of uncomfortable. Then you start to do a little bit better. And maybe you realize like, well, I have 5000 in my checking account. And if it goes below 5000 you feel uncomfortable. And 5000 is the new zero. And then 10000 <laughs> and then 20000 and so there's this interesting psychological phenomenon that I'm not sure that there is really this moment. And I, you know, I would ask all of yeah. your listeners to think like, at what, what is the point where you would actually say, okay, now I've made it? Because I know people that have a checking account with a million dollars in it. <laughs> and if, it, if it's at 900,000, they, they get nervous. Their heart races. They feel like, oh my gosh, how am I going to meet my bills? I've no longer month? made it. Yeah. And so there's this interesting phenomenon with comfort and growth where as you grow, you begin to, you know, find comfort there. But I think entrepreneurs, we also always have this sort of feeling that we don't ever want to go back. You don't yeah. ever want to go back to that 2000. And once you do get that success, it's what drives you because you want to keep, you know, increasing that new zero. Mm. Right. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, I also know a lot of people who think like that as well. Um, you know, and you kind of touched on it, you know, you don't want to go back to that 2000 in that, kind of vein, has there been any like hard or challenging moments in growing your business and how did you overcome those? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, I think so, that there's so many, there's so many hard and challenging moments. <laughs> I think if you ever have a guest that's like, no, nah, not really, you should just uh, end the interview right then. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, there's always so many challenging moments and listen, sometimes there's challenging moments that are small. Um, you know, from human resource personnel, and then there's challenging moments that are big. And, you know, one of my mentors, Michael Port, used to say that almost all business problems are personal problems in disguise. And so, you know, look, challenging moments also arise from, um, you know, relationship strife, um, money mindset. And so, I mean, I would say that pretty much every day is filled with challenging moments. And really, it's not a matter of can you eliminate challenging moments. The, the key to success in my mind is how well you adapt to those mm -hmm. moments. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Yeah. And I think for us too, one of the biggest things in our evolution of working together is just learning that dance of owning multiple businesses, you know, working together all the time, traveling together, being together. And so a lot of people always come to us and say, how do you do it? And it's really about a united passion that we both have to helping, you know, the world service professionals to get out there. But yeah, every day is a challenge, but I think that that's part of being an entrepreneur and uh, being able to accept that. And like you said, learning how to adapt has been probably our, our biggest lesson. And the better we get at adaptation, the more we can grow for sure. Wow. Yeah. And uh, speaking about adaptation and adapting, um, you know, we're going to talk more about this past year, uh, which has been interesting for just about everyone. In that past year, what kind of growth have you experienced? And, you know, is there anything you would have changed in your business or anything you would have redone? Or has it really just been this kind of like upward growth that you wanted? I was in our, in this past year, and, and, and this is something that it's interesting because I think that entrepreneurs sometimes are ashamed or afraid to speak of their successes. But in this past year, 2020 has been one of our biggest years yet. Um, and, and it is because of our ability to adapt. You know, first of all, we began to, we, we run a, a membership group of service providers called the Black Diamond Club, um, where we have approximately 700 service providers that we're consulting and coaching. And we began late February to begin to understand the depth and breadth of the phenomenon of COVID virus, what it was, or coronavirus and COVID-19 and what it was going to do economically into our businesses. And so first of all, we began to adapt ourselves. Um, we were very early um, to move to online programming. In fact, I would say we're very early to move off of it. Um, the, the, the time that we're doing this recording, um, you know, this is the, the second week in August. We just last weekend yeah. held a live event for approximately 350 attendees um, at the Scottish Rite Cathedral in Indianapolis with speakers like Jordan Belfort, Eric Thomas, a growth conference. We're already beyond the, 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 the online programming. But we were also on the online programming before other people were. Um, as far as our um, instruction to our clients, what we've begun to do is to help them to understand that even during these downtimes, when people aren't maybe leaving their homes or transacting, how important it is to be building that community. And, uh, you know, you could have a Facebook community, you can be hosting, you know, Zoom town halls, all kinds of things that you could do. Um, and basically, how I see it is even if right now you, feel like your revenue is down, that doesn't mean that you cannot plant seeds of revenue that will bear fruit. You know, once this thing is over, and here's the thing too, I know that a lot of people, we were doing 15 days to flatten the curve. Do you remember that, Katie? Like 15 mm -hmm. days to flatten the curve. Now it's been like a million days and we wonder what we're doing. But here's the thing is that the struggle and the pain is always tempor temporary. This cannot last forever. The real question is once it clears up, where will you be? Will you be ready to launch your business back bigger, better, and stronger than ever? And we've been super blessed and fortunate to have weathered this storm quite well. Right. Yeah. I think um, it's been an interesting challenge, but yeah, I think if you can really adapt and look at like, you know, this is going to be a temporary problem, you know, let's find a solution and let's make it work. Then it, it doesn't really affect you as bad as it could have. Right. And so um, through that year, have you like developed any kind of processes that have really helped grow your business or your reach? 
Yeah. I think one of the things that like Sean was saying that we did best was really pivoting very early. Um, we used to, most of our business was based on a lot of travel and live conferences and us actually going and speaking on other people's stages. And what we've done this year is just shift how we do things and create our own products, our own services, our own conferences. And so by taking something that really worked for us in the past, um, and actually owning it ourselves, I think that that's helped us a lot. So it's, I think it's super important to always kind of look at your business and look at things that have worked for you and see how you can adapt them to create them to be your own because you can leverage them a lot better. And so for us, I think that that was one thing that we really did that worked really well. And this is an example, Katie, of, of something else that works really well is because we were always on the road, yeah. focused on doing our own business, we really didn't have a lot of time to focus on media, podcasts, interviews, things of this nature. And I would even say for everybody, you know, this is a great time to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, talent, people that you want to interview are more accessible than ever because they're at home too. And that's a unique thing. This, this pandemic, people need to understand is, is, a, is a phenomenon that we will probably never see in our lifetime again because it was a worldwide, um, it had worldwide effect. Mm -hmm. What that means is that, I mean, everybody from Kanye West to, you know, the chief of police to your city's mayor to everybody was affected home. equally. <laughs> they, they, everybody was affected. And so, you know, this is a great time to start media. We've been super blessed too, because during this time, we were fortunate to be working with Chris Winfield and Jen Gottlieb at Super Connector Media. They have facilitated so many contacts that have allowed us to be on podcasts such as yours and other podcasts. And we also launched our own podcast. And so we were able to leverage our network where we were able to feature amazing guests like Eric Thomas, Jordan Belfort, Jordan Harbinger, um, all kinds of people that, again, they're super accessible. And this is a great time to be building relationships. You're basically what I call, you know, making goodwill coin deposits into the future that later on you'll be able to cash in on. Right. Yeah. And I think that's like a really key point again is pivoting and, you know, what can I build right now? You know, it's kind of almost like free, it's like quote unquote free time. Not really, but right. you, know, you don't have to be at a conference. You're not, you know, taking three days of time out of the week to go somewhere. And so now what can I do with that time that I wasn't doing before? Um, Absolutely. Right. And so in talking about that, obviously this is a hopefully will not last for much longer. Where do you see your business going in the next like three to five years? Oh, I think for us, I mean, we we actually have loved being able to have the opportunity during all of this to make more relationships, to, to do a little bit more media, get in front of more audiences. So I think for us, like you said, the word pivot, um, we've been pivoting so much this year and I really like the direction that we're going. I actually think we'll stay this trajectory and do more of our own conferences and masterminds and content creation because there's a lot of flexibility, adapt, you know, ability to adapt in that and really get it out in front of people. So we're definitely going to have a lot of growth through that, um, growing our membership group so that we can connect with more service providers so that they can reach more people. I mean, that's kind of a big focus for us now, especially seeing the impact it's made over the course of this year. Yeah. So and I think that's like amazing. And I think it's kind of interesting, like 2020 really gave us all this like new, like kind of outlook and like, what can we do now? Yeah. So coming back closer a little bit to 2020, I mean, it's almost over. We're in August. We're already halfway through August. So what goals do you have for 2021 and what does success look like? Because obviously it's still going to be a little tweaked. 
Yeah. Goals for 2021. Well, we have actually during this time also started a couple other businesses. Um, one of the things that we love is, you know, being able to give and provide people the tools to reach more people. So not just, this is how you market, this is how you sell, this is how you manage your mindset, but like what actual things can you use in your business for growth, right? And so um, we started a software company that helps service providers, specifically in the healthcare field, um, connect with clients and move prospects to actual paying clients. So in 2021, we have massive goals around getting that software system out into the world um, so that people can communicate and create more relationships, right? Absolutely. All right. Awesome. So we're kind of nearing the end of our interview. We've heard a lot about your businesses, what you've done, and especially how you've grown. And so my question now kind of flips it. What can our audience do for you to help you kind of reach your next goals? Well, we, we preach uh, this concept called support is conditional. Um, and I think that, you know, and a lot of times people talk about unconditional things, you know, unconditional love. And we always say that there's actually nothing that's absolutely unconditional. I mean, in the, in the earthly world, maybe in the spiritual side of things, you could be unconditional um, elements. But, you know, even, you know, I say that I pay for my college, my kids to go to college because they're my kids. I mean, I don't just generally pay for kids to go to college. It's, it's, <laughs> kids it's a college. condition, right? <laughs> and so support is conditional. Your listeners listen to you. Why? Because you provide them value. If you stop doing that, well, they're not, they don't just listen to your podcast because they wake up and they listen to a podcast. And so it's the same way. I think that, you know, if you found value in this brief time that we're together, um, we would never ask that, hey, just, you know, support us unconditionally. And so if we have provided value, um, you know, one, plug in with us on social media, um, Dr. Sean Dill, Dr. Lacey Book on, on basically all of the social channels. Um, they could check us out on our website. And, you know, if they see us at, at events, if we come to an event near you, come say hi. We love meeting people. Um, and also, we believe strongly in this idea of relational capital. And so, you know, the ask, really the first level ask is, you know, let's get to know each other better. Let's create an opportunity to have relationship before um, we go into next level, um, you know, business dealings or anything like that. If people also um, enjoyed the podcast, they could get a copy of our book. Um, it's called None of Your Business. It's available on Amazon. Um, you know, thousands and thousands of people have read the book. They could leave us a review if they enjoyed it, things like that. That's kind of a entry level ask for us. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast today. I really enjoyed um, listening to your guys' story and hearing about your guys' growth. And um, it was an honor to, to chat with you today. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. We super appreciate you. Aw, thanks. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? 
we are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.